Welcome to my own little soapbox, where Andrea Bean Gibson stands up for wives and mothers, daughters and sisters that don't have a platform to discuss what really matters. Join Andrea and her father-in-law, Dr. Brant Gibson, as they discuss things you've wondered about and even some you may never have thought of. Now, on My Own Little Soapbox. Soapbox. Hello, I'm Dr. Brant Gibson, and I'm here with Andrea Gibson, my favorite daughter-in-law. Your only daughter-in-law. <laughs> and she's going to actually introduce herself. That's not her favorite subject. But that being said, I think it's important that you know who she is. Andrea? All right, here we go. Um, so I am Andrea. Um, my married name is Gibson. Technically, I'm still legally bean, though. <laughs> <laughs> And I am from Bakersfield, California, originally. Bakersfield. Where's Bakersfield? So, um, it is about three hours away from anywhere you want to be. About three <laughs> hours away from Disneyland, the coast, etc. Um, right in the middle of the Central Valley. So, in, in California, aren't you supposed to be by the ocean? Right, yes. You are supposed to be by the ocean. And technically, we were. Right now, we're in Utah and the... What you guys call the beach is a lake. <laughs> Correct. So we were three hours away from the beach, which is a lot better than here, let me tell you. So I've heard that Bakersfield's called the armpit of California. That is correct. Often people refer to it as that, but it's also where the devil farts. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It is hot and it gets windy. And when it gets windy, there's so much dust. We even have our own spore that causes our own little valley fever. Welcome to Bakersfield. Welcome to Bakersfield. So tell me a little bit about growing up in Bakersfield, because you had a good life. I did. I did. I had good parents. I had a good childhood. Um, my parents were crazy, but every parent is. I'm a parent. I'm crazy. Well, I know Ryan's parents, and I don't think they're crazy. Oh, yes, of course. You know my <laughs> husband's parents, because you're one of them. Right. <laughs> so yeah. So Bakersfield, so you went to high school there. What kind of things did you do in high school? I was a choir kid, 100%, and um, an improv kid. So for those of you who aren't as familiar, improv comedy is um, acting without a script. Um, and for some reason, I just loved doing that. It's always been my favorite form of um, theater. Um, but... Really, my main focus was choir. I was all in. My senior year, I was a section leader, and I was in, let's see, four periods with my choir teacher out of the six that I had classes. Yeah. Wow. Yep. So you, you've already talked a little bit about improv. Mm -hmm. um, what's the, your favorite thing about improv? My favorite thing about improv and about performing actually in general is that when I'm on stage, I know exactly who I am and who I want to portray to my audience. And I can make that come across. I don't know why I can't do that when I'm talking to people on the street. But when I'm on stage, I know how to behave. Great. Yeah. So that's probably the side you're going to see more of here in this podcast. So Tell us a little bit about Ryan. Okay. 
My husband, Ryan. Um, well, maybe I should tell the story of how we met, yeah? It's a good idea. All right. It's a good, it's a good story. story. <laughs> okay. Um, and Brant, you are actually very involved in that story. Um, well, you had a part to play, for sure. Yep. So once upon a time, um, I was 19 years old and on break from BYU-Idaho for Christmas. So BYU-Idaho is in Rexburg, a little tiny town that's not really close to anything. No. It's close to nothing, and it snows like the ice planet of Hoth, and I hate it. <laughs> I loved going to school there, but I hated the weather. Right. Okay. So she was on break to the much warmer Utah. That's <laughs> <laughs> not saying much. It snowed quite a bit that, that winter, but it, it wasn't that bad. It was so much better than Rexburg. Rexburg is windy as heck, and I right. hate the wind. That could be a podcast. Um, <laughs> so I guess we got you distracted here. So yes, you, yes. You're, you're in your story. Right. You're now, you're visiting family because right. your parents came up from Bakersfield mm -hmm. to your sister's house. Right. My sister living in Orem. Um, and Ryan was going to school in Utah, but he was going to school about five hours away from his parents. Right. So he was on break too in the area um, in a little town called Lehigh. And so we were both on the same dating app. It's called Mutual. It's for LDS um, young people. And I personally was not planning on even matching with anyone from Utah because I was going back to Idaho in like three weeks. Um, but he needed a date. His, his father, or aunt, had given him tickets to go see Star Wars. And he said, you can use these, but you have to bring a date. And so Ryan, um, using his very, I don't know, determined tenacity, um, got on that uh, dating site very diligently and started asking any girl he matched with, will you go to see Star Wars with me tomorrow? His like second sentence after hey was, do you want to go see Star Wars with me tomorrow? So that's how we first made contact with each other <laughs> is his second question to me was, do you want to see Star Wars tomorrow? Okay, ladies, if you got on an app, you don't know this person, you've seen a picture of him and that's it. Couple pictures. Couple pictures, yeah. <laughs> but And he's saying, okay, the first thing he says is hi. And the second thing he says, you want to go on a date with me? That The answer, the correct answer probably is not yes, but... And it wouldn't have been my correct answer either. If I had not been with my family at this point, mm -hmm. that would have just gotten a no, I'd rather get to know you a little bit better before we go on a date. Um, because that's crazy sauce. I don't know you. Um, so, but luckily for him and for me, actually, my family had all gone to see Star Wars without me. So I had no one to go with. No car to take myself. And I wanted to see the movie. So I go to my, my sister and my dad and I say, listen, I don't know this guy from Adam. I want to see Star Wars, but he just asked me and we don't know each other. And they went, well, go. And I went, excuse me? <laughs> um, do you want me to get murdered? 
Um, and my sister and my dad were just like, well, have him come over here and he'll meet the family and we can see if he's an axe murderer. Um, and so that's what I tell him. I say, um, if you come over here and meet my family and they decide you're not an axe murderer, uh, I'll go with you. And so we set up the date. <laughs> so in fairness, her comment, I want you to come meet my family so to make sure you're not an axe murderer. I already loved her. So she was already in. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Um, yeah, but it, it worked out really well, too. And he passed muster with my family. I thought he was really cute. He thought I was really cute. And we had a great first date. He asked me on our second date during our first date. The, the thing that she may not have known at the time is Ryan's aunt was sitting right next to him. Oh, no, I knew that. Did you know? I did. Because she set it up that way. She was giving out the tickets and she made sure she was sitting next to him. <laughs> You'd have to know her. Oh, for sure. And she was very excited about sitting next to us. You could tell. Um, and it was a little embarrassing because Ryan did put his arm around me during that date and held my hand. So we were cuddling up like we knew each other like from childhood <laughs> almost. <laughs> but I don't know. It just felt right. Ladies, listen, don't do that it it would have been so stupid if he had been the wrong person but he wasn't he was the right guy for me and so far they still like each other yeah <laughs> mostly <laughs> <laughs> just kidding no ryan i love you so let's move on so you're now a parent right you have a 10 month old yes i do he's the sweetest and, he, and this is a subject she does like to talk about, but we're going to make her start earlier because a lot of women are saying, okay, I'm pregnant for the first time. I'm three months pregnant. What do I expect right now? What's it like? And my experience probably was very different than most people. Um, in fact, if you are pregnant right now and or like thinking about getting pregnant, you might want to fast forward a little bit through the first <laughs> couple months here. Um because I get aggressively morning sick, like roll bad, like not just in the morning, ladies, all day. At one point during my pregnancy, I had to go to an urgent care and get rehydrated because I was not taking in enough fluids because I just couldn't keep anything down. So that, that's pretty hard. It was so hard. Would you, would you do it again? I, I'm going to eventually do that again. Why? Because I like being a mom. And actually, once I got into the second trimester and I wasn't super morning sick anymore, like, I was super lucky because I could just eat anything I wanted as much as I wanted. And, like, even if I ate to the point of making myself sick, like, 20 minutes later, I felt fine and I could probably eat again. <laughs> it was great. It was so much fun. Yeah, so that... I wanted to make sure that you brought up this point because you says, yeah, it was really, really hard, but she already knows she wants to have another baby. Yeah. She already knows she's going to get to go through pregnancy again yeah. because that's important. Yeah, it's so worth it to me. And I don't know what I would do without my little boy. He's so sweet and he just has a light about him that just gives me little butterflies. I love him so much. Okay, this could be a quick part, but I, I want to say you're at the end of your pregnancy. Okay. You, can, you can do wherever you want in there. Mm -hmm. We know how your second trimester was. Yeah, it was great. 
Um, so the end of my pregnancy is when I started getting sore and I couldn't sleep on my bed anymore, which was fun. I slept on the couch for the last three months. <laughs> um, but that part was actually good too, because you start getting excited and you start just like picturing what your baby's going to look like and you can feel them kicking and rolling and moving and you can just like tell that there's a little life in there. And I mean, like the whole time you can tell there's a little life in there, but it just, it becomes so real because you can feel them. Um, and listen to me, women, <laughs> this is going to be controversial, but I had a really easy birth experience. <laughs> so we're going to talk about that a little bit. Um, I started going into labor around six o'clock in the morning on a Monday and I had really light contractions, but they were very consistent and trackable. And my doctor was actually a little bit worried because I was, I wasn't that late, but I was like a few days late. So I went into the hospital. Uh, I called ahead like you do. And they got me all situated and they gave me my epidural early because I have some pain issues. Um, and I asked for my epidural, by the way, you guys, <laughs> um, which they are magical. So magical. Um, and then I labored until about eight o'clock at night, um, 7.50ish. And then I was like, oh, hey, nurse, I'm feeling the urge to push. And then she felt my dilation and she was like, oh yeah, you're ready to go. Let's get the doctor in here. And the doctor came in and, um... I pushed for about 30 minutes, 40, 40 minutes. And it was fun, you guys. Like, this is the part that everybody talks about. And they're like, oh my gosh, it's the worst. And you're going to hit this wall where you think you can't do it anymore. And no, not for me. I, I didn't have to push that long, first of all. So that was a saving grace. That, helps. that yep. does help. But I just like felt super like capable in that moment. And like, the doctor and the nurse kept being like, wow, you're such a good pusher. Like you're pushing really well and like really efficiently and it's awesome. And um, so that just like lifted my self-esteem quite a bit as it was happening. And I couldn't feel anything because I had my epidural. Had a good epidural. Oh, yeah. That was a nice epidural. Um, I did not like getting the epidural. I almost passed out while they were putting it in. But that's just because anxiety is a thing. Um, and they gave me a mirror, y'all. So I got to watch myself give birth, which was really cool. I missed the like moment when he actually was physically born because I was bearing down and they have you close your eyes. But um, it was just cool because I got to like witness what everybody else was seeing. And it was just really magical. So if you want somebody to tell you how awful childbirth is, I am not the person to go to. <laughs> I, I actually really enjoyed that experience. It was nice. I got snow cones. It was, it was, it was good. It was good times. <laughs> it was probably my favorite part. Being pregnant was giving birth. And then you get the reward at the end too, which is even better. Exactly. Yeah. So. Oh, he's so sweet. I found a video the other day of um, Danny when he was just barely born that I didn't know my husband had taken. Um, and it was of him screaming while the nurses were like cleaning him off. And it just, my heart melted. I just remembered that moment and how excited and happy I was and how sweet he is. And, oh, 
it, it's all worth it, you guys. It's so worth it. Okay, now you get to talk about Danny. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> all right, so he's a 10-month-old. So he can crawl. Um, he can roll both directions. He has three sharp teeth. And let's see what else about him. Oh, yeah, he's the most curious little puppy dog I have ever seen. Um, and I call him a puppy dog because sometimes when he is busy with his hands, he'll put a toy or a sock or whatever he's playing with in his mouth and then crawl around. And he looks like a puppy dog. It's very cute. <laughs> Um, but he gets into everything. He's so curious. He's going to be a genius when he's older because he just wants to know about everything. He wants to hold everything and discover everything. And he, it, to the point where it becomes dangerous <laughs> sometimes, like electrical sockets are not the best things for him to be exploring. Luckily, we have those little covers. And he gets at our electronics all right. the time. Not my favorite thing. <laughs> it's dangerous for him and for the phone. Oh, but I love him to death. Okay, perfect. So we're going to make you talk about when it was a little bit hard to have a baby. So early on. Oh, gosh. For the first couple months. Oh, you guys, I had some meltdowns. Like legitimate, like crying. I thought that I had ruined my baby a couple of times. Like it was not good because I was so sleep deprived and like so full of emotions and hormones and it was hard. So how did you survive it? Um, well, my family honestly came around and they were very supportive. Um, Danny was born right at the beginning of the pandemic. Right. And so my mom was actually not able to come because she was trapped in California. And that was the hardest part. But my mother-in-law and my sweet sisters... And my sisters-in-law came and they took care of me and took care of him when I needed the help. And my sweet husband as well was there. It actually was kind of partially a saving grace that he was born during the pandemic because he was born during lockdown. Right. So my husband had to work from home. So he was there to help even past his like two weeks. So which that was, that was amazing. So people need to hear this because... It's normal for this to be a hard time. Oh, for sure. It's okay if you're not the super mom that you dreamed you were going to be in the first month or two months or three months of having a baby because everything changes. Right. Hormones change. Mm -hmm. Your body changes. Mm -hmm. And your life changes because guess what? You don't get to sleep as much. <laughs> and dude, I love to sleep. You don't even know. <laughs> But I love my baby more than I love sleep, so it's worth it. So tell us about those moments when you had the one-on-one -on -one time where you're just holding him, where it could be, could be a hard time or could be a good time, depending on how you look at it. Yeah. So in the middle of the night, your baby's going to be awake. And you're, there's going to come a moment, and there did for me, for sure, when it's the middle of the night or the early, early morning and you're just wanting to be asleep and you're a little bit mad at the baby that you're holding. But you just look at that little baby and you just see how precious they are and you know that it's going to be okay and it's just very calming and very peaceful. Um, 
and you just kind of allow yourself to be with your baby and to let that be the only thing that matters in that moment. And those are the moments that make it worth it, that make all the sleep deprivation and struggling with nursing and struggling with a baby that's going to pee every time you try to change its diaper. (laughs) It makes it all worth it. It really does. And he gets a little bit older, three Mm -hmm. months old. Three months old. Three months old is a fun transition, but it's it's where it starts getting hard and fun. Because that's when they start like really smiling at you and you can start making them laugh around then and they're probably not rolling over yet. So diaper changes are easy because Danny right now tries to crawl away. Um, but yeah, at about three months... They're, they just are adorable. That's the, like their only <laughs> only trait at that point. And a lot of times you're going to get smiles. A lot of times you're going to get some of those kind of reactions, which yeah. actually makes it more fun too. It does, and they start cooing. Oh. So we're going to close this with you giving your best advice to a brand new mother. So if you say, okay, you're a brand new mother, and, and it could be anywhere from... They just barely had a baby to t- they have a 10-month-old because that's what that's your experience. Yeah. <laughs> so what's your v- advice? If you says, okay, I've got, I get to sit down with someone for two minutes, three minutes and tell them what, what the advice would be. Hold your baby. That's my main advice. Um, I struggle. So I have some issues with pain that make it hard for me to lift things um, and hard for me to stand for long periods of time. So I was afraid when I was pregnant that holding him would be too hard for me. Um, but I, re- I got the baby I needed because he is both super content just kind of being by himself and also enjoys being held. So I taking those moments with him where I'm just holding him, where he's just cuddling with his mama, are the most important moments that I have with him. Um, I love seeing him learn, and I love seeing him discover new things. But just those moments where it's quiet, and I'm just holding him, and he's just letting me hold him, those are the best moments. So hold your baby. It might be hard sometimes, and it might If you're struggling with something like postpartum depression or anxiety or something like that, it might seem like you're not a good enough mother or like you're not as bonded with your baby, but just holding them will will help with that so much. And it's one of the neatest experiences you will ever have. It's true. Brant knows he's got 11 kids. (laughs) Just a couple, yeah. Coming up next, Rants from a Hat with Andrea. So, Andrea, we're here because we've started a new podcast that you get the privilege of standing on a soapbox and talking about anything you want. Has that always been a dream for you? So, I like talking in front of people. It's true. I enjoy being on the stage. I don't necessarily enjoy like speech giving but I do like talking about random things 
um, two people who also enjoy talking about random things. That's why I did improv. Um, that is part of the reason I did choir in high school was because being in front of an audience has always just been kind of easy for me. And I enjoy learning random stuff. I, I like to know facts about things. Eclectic things, like, that range from bears to the theory of relativity. <laughs> um, and I just, I kind of wanted to share my perspective on some stuff. So the audience, who, who are you looking for? What kind of people are you hoping that will listen? I'm hoping that my fellow nerds will come out and uh, listen to me because I've got some stuff to say. And you know what? Not all of it's going to be interesting facts. Like, at one point, we'll talk about how I hate water. <laughs> so if you hate water, <laughs> come and listen because you have a kindred spirit. Okay. So when you're talking about nerds, you're talking about people that like to love to go to school and that kind of stuff. Not right? necessarily. I'm talking about people who like random knowledge. I'm talking about people who enjoy um, partaking of media. You can be a football nerd. Like that's a thing. If right. you're a fanatic about something, you're pretty much a nerd. <laughs> So that's who I'm talking to. I'm talking to fanatics. Anybody that wants to learn all the interesting and sometimes trivial facts about a subject, that's what Andrea likes to talk about. And that's what at least she likes to learn. And the interesting thing, she's married to a man, her husband, that is exactly the same way that he would, from a kid, he would always come out and say, well, I just learned this at school. And you're going, okay, why do you remember that? It's not important. But it's, but it's neat facts, and they're interesting facts, and they're important things like that. So the goal here is to take all the nerds, and we, in that we do this with complete respect and love, those individuals that love to learn and want to learn as much as they possibly can, even just the interesting and trivial facts. I'm mostly trivial, honestly, because <laughs> a lot of it is going to be my opinion on those facts. Um, so you're going to have to be able to swallow my pill. The pill of it is me. Perfect. So thanks. I think this will help people understand who you are. Mm -hmm. This may surprise them a little bit because we're going to go into a lot less serious subjects from now on. Oh, for sure. <laughs> so what are we going to talk about next time? Next time we are going to talk about women's clothing and the <laughs> fact that we don't have enough freaking pockets. <laughs> yeah, why don't they put pockets in women's clothes? Because That's... they're stupid. <laughs> so we'll, we'll talk about that next time. Thank you. Thank you for listening to My Own Little Soapbox with Andrea Bean Gibson and Dr. Brand Gibson. We'll be back next week with another discussion from Andrea's Soapbox. If you enjoyed this episode, please let us know and share it with your friends, too. And if there's a subject you would like considered, please leave a comment so Andrea can discuss it in a future episode. My own little soapbox.